gotta get started because we're on a time scale here. Let me just adjust my green screen a little bit so it's not quite so wrinkly. Jackson yeah. really wants you to know that yeah, he is a green on. screen. Did oh. you see it? Can you see his green screen? You guys, well, to you, you it looks like an image, but to us, it looks like a green screen. You know what? Everything's not we as We see same. just a sheet. So, okay. What's up, everybody? Hello. My name is Jackson we McMurray. <laughs> My name is Adeline. Oh, no, the devil. Oh, no, ah, McMurray. My name is Keisha Infinite Love Rhodes. I'm talking mm. about the Warrens. Mm. They love each other. Am I right? <laughs> They so do. Uh, hold it's on, give me. OTP. And this is really? Allowed. Fun, fun. This is a podcast where we talk about movies. We talk about movies that we like. One moment. One moment. One moment. That, one moment. That's. Last, those are some strong words. This is the movie that I like specifically. Testing. Testing. <laughs> I I oh like gosh, this. When I saw this movie in theaters, I wore the same exact dress. What are the odds? Whoa. It was the summer. So I. Here's the thing. I, I have a lot of, like, backstory that I can get into on this movie because I find it very interesting. Well, I just want to start right off the back. It takes a lot of balls to be the first movie in a series to have a subtitle. And way to just, <laughs> right. like, start swinging out of the park with The Devil Made the Me devil Do made It, Conjury 3. What a bad... Well Bad title. <laughs> it wasn't me. I mean, it's the devil. It the devil. You're like, well, you still did it. Like, that's a very much like a an elementary school teacher. Like, <laughs> yeah, you like, still. I did didn't it. do it. He made me do it. And you're like, well, it was actually your actions. So you need to apologize. You're serving your you time. Need to learn how to use your emotions in prison. Well, and because they at the end they tell you that that like that's a line out of a conversation they had in an interview or something. But that's like not yeah. a part of the movie. So, like, right. afterwards, they're like, that's why we called it that. But the rest of the time, it's just like, the devil made me do it. And I'm like, because if the guy said that, you devil. would be like, this guy, put him in jail. I don't care. Death penalty. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't care. Well, that's the thing. When you look into it, that's kind of what happened. Like, the the majority of what's happening in this story is fabricated. Like, the true story like, is really, like, mm -hmm. there was a, uh, there was, like, a possession of a little boy. And the, like, fiancé of the older sister you know, got, got intervened, intervened. And they thought that he had the demon in him now. And like, obviously, allegedly, allegedly I'm like taking the, the story on its own terms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, so then the brother has the demon in it and he killed the landlord and the Warrens investigated and stuff. And they were like, we have to try to get him out of this. So they were like, say that the devil made you do it in court. And he did that. And the judge was like, fuck off, dude. And he went to jail. <laughs> like that's pretty much it like yeah, and like, the way I totally, like it's as just a person funny in because the world. he like he very much he got like the maximum sentence like he got like uh uh arrested for murder and went to jail like fully and completely just like open and shut like you got it and uh which he you know they say in the credits mm -hmm. he served five years or whatever but the movie yeah. plays this fun thing or they try to make it seem like a weird win where it was like they were gonna give him the death sentence, but we just, yeah. we successfully convinced him to only give him five years, when in reality it was just like, yeah, he did it, he murdered that guy, five years in prison, bam. Well, did like, he get you know. charged for manslaughter, though? Uh, no, he got charged for murder. Okay, the, I was like, about to say. The devil thing, like, fully and completely didn't work. Like, yeah, because I was about to say, I would be again, willing to believe that, like, he was wasn't in his right mind when well, it yeah. happened. Like, I would be totally willing to believe that. But, like, yeah. You just, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, if you had just, like, gotten, like, a psychologist and just, like, gotten, like, an 
insanity plea or like something like that. It probably would have yeah, worked a lot better than like the devil. Yeah, if they just said insanity, they probably would have gone up manslaughter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I blame the devil on a lot of stuff, and it, it always works out for me. Devil I'm makes like, me do stuff uh, all the time. We can like get into oh, it. Oh, my if car we payments <laughs> late. Oh, the devil. The made devil me miss it. again. <laughs> That's again not true. That I've never thing. missed a car payment. My credit score is very good. <laughs> so fuck you, the devil. You ain't <laughs> okay, getting me so yet. So here's the thing. Here's the thing is that Jackson and I specifically love James Wan. Big James Wan yes, fans. Yes. Adeline, not as much. Because spooky. I'm down with James. I like James. I'm you just not like, a James Did you fan. see Malignant? Yeah. I did not see Malignant. I don't think I can handle <laughs> Malignant. Malignant's not really that scary. It's just kind of It's kind of bonkers. You spoiled it for yeah. me? I'm right. not down. I don't want that. You also spoiled Halloween Returns or the Revenge or whatever for me? I was going to go see that tonight. I thought I asked you. I thought I asked you ahead of time. No, you oh. would spoil it. Spoil it. No, Invisible Ink. That's just like, my we're whole very, thing. I don't care we're about like, spoilers. <laughs> we're pretty good at invisible inking whenever there's spoilers <laughs> right. for things. But that one time was just like, hey, huge spoiler for the end of <laughs> Halloween 2. <laughs> I guess... I guess I just sort of assumed that nobody cared about it because it's been getting a very bad reputation. I just assumed that no, I was I'm like, still it gonna sucks see and it. here's what happens at the end. Uh, <laughs> it sucks and you're gonna never go. going to believe it. Yeah. Here's the thing about the Halloween movies. Most of them suck. Yeah, yeah. true. That's but just I a part still of watch them. It's a part of the experience. Uh, I feel like that is something we don't remember about like classic horror is that a lot of it sucks real bad. And I feel like in the modern era, like things have to be good or else people are like, I'm not going to see it. But like... There's a lot yeah, of bad you know horror what? movies out there. I hate to break it to Jason you. Jason Voorhees isn't even in the first uh, thir- Friday the Thirteenth. He's not even mm-hmm. in it. He doesn't even. He doesn't even wear the mask until the third film. Did that's you know that? What they say. That's what the mask is. That's what the point of the mask is. That's what the point of the mask <laughs> is. It's true. Uh, you know you know, Jason Voorhees, he just didn't take his normal pills. That's what happened. <laughs> it's true. He was he ugly. He ugly. But but this movie was not directed by James Wan. No. And you can tell that they wanted you to think it was um, with a lot of the choices that they make. <laughs> but it's very, it's like empty. It feels like the shell of James Wan where they do that like <laughs> house walk through. But there's like no, there's, you don't have like the drive behind it. So then you're like, oh, okay. Uh, hold on one sec. Sure. I'm trying to make something happen on the stream real quick. Yeah. Can I talk or? Ooh. Yeah. But just know that I've got, I've got some, some backstory context locked and loaded. Okay. I was going to say, Should is I that something? I, what I love about the Contrain films is that they have a special place in my heart as a person who's usually too much of a baby to watch horror movies. What I really like about them is that they start with a happy family and they end with a happy family. Exactly. Like, when here's yes. where we started, here's where we ended. I'm like, great, awesome, whatever spooky shit happens, I know we're happy. You know they're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, but what I like the added little bit to the first and second one that I really liked is that it was like, it. I often complain that when, like, in ghost shows and stuff that it's never just a ghost. It's always 12 ghosts and also a demon and also another demon. Like, I, that always bugs me. But, like, that was, like, kind of what they stuck to in The Conjuring. It's like, there's this weird house, and we think there's, like, one main ghost, but then there's also all this other shit happening, because it's just, like, all being provoked by a demon. And you're like, okay. But in this one, it... 
I, it's harder to follow because it's, well, first of all, they're going all over the place. It's not just one weird house. Mm-hmm. We barely spend any time in the house. The whole thing with the Satan, this, the, the, like the Satan ritual and being cursed just like made no sense to me. So like, is it just one demon who's just jumping around whenever they want? There's not even a ghost. Like, it's just, I like, I, you don't get the cool, like, deep, yeah, like, the deep right. lore that I love. That's like, oh, there's the witch lady, Babushka, and she got mm-hmm. hung in the tree. And you're like, oh, the house is on it. Like, I or like, like that the, stuff. Like, the, that we don't the have old man here. in the yeah. chair. Yeah, like, the, and she's like, and like, years like, later, there. she died in the chair. And you're like, yeah. what? And you're like, oh. it like, was actually yeah. the devil. Well, because yeah. here's the thing. Is that, like, you know, uh. So as they're as they're getting this movie together, James Wan decided he wasn't going to direct it because he was busy with other things. Assumedly malignant, um, and probably a lot of work. Oh on, boy, what a ride! <laughs> probably a lot of work on Aquaman too, also. But um, and he's producing a bunch of stuff. Well, yeah, and he's producing a bunch of stuff. That's his he's thing out, now. He's out because there. every movie he's ever made has turned into a blockbuster mega franchise. So he's got a mm-hmm. lot of fingers and a lot of pies. Um, it's true. But, like, so he is a producer on all these Conjuring movies. And apparently, Michael Chaves, the guy who directed The Curse of La Llorona, who was not, uh, it was just an original script that they sold to Warner Brothers. That Warner Brothers took and they were like, what if actually there's a post credit scene where we decide that this is part of the Conjuring universe? So... This just original screenplay. Like people love franchises. Yes. And so this original screenplay about La Llorona uh, gets, like, wrapped into the Conjuring universe. And James Wan is apparently just, like, really impressed by this guy who's directing it. And he picks him to be the, the director for Conjuring 3. Um, and I think he does a pretty good job. I think he does a pretty good job of, like, you know, emulating Wan. I still haven't seen Curse of La Llorona, so I can't speak to, like, how well-directed that movie is. Although I haven't heard great things. Um, <laughs> but, like, it's... Uh, I just think it's really fascinating that, like, it... I don't know. Because that's the thing. is like, one of the biggest things when I was reading some interviews was, like, they really wanted to make sure that the third Conjuring movie was not going to be a haunted house movie again. You know, but that's what mm. I wanted. Well, exactly. Um, and I think that the way that they write this script is kind of smart because if you haven't seen it, if you don't know what it's about, basically, instead of being like, there's a family, they're haunted, they gather some evidence, they try to convince the priest to do an exorcism, but they don't have enough evidence yet, but then it gets crazy and they have to do an exorcism by themselves at the end, and it's very scary, but then it's all okay at the end. That's what both of the first two Conjuring movies are. Mm-hmm. And for this but one's one, British. Yes. Ooh. The second one, they go to England because it's a sequel, so you have to go to Europe. Yeah, uh, you have to go to Europe or New York City. <laughs> but uh, this one is like, there's this family that's being haunted, but they find out that it's not actually just like a demon or a ghost. It's a witch who's putting curses on them. Yeah. So it's like a yeah. mystery now. Ooh, they have to like put witch. clues together to see if they can... If they can like catch the witch who's been doing this, yeah. But which, here, there's several, there's several things to that. One is, uh-huh. is that it's just a lady pulling shit to be spooky. Like that's the <laughs> right, whole thing. Yeah. There's no motive. It's not like a murder mystery. Yeah, it's very Scooby Doo esque because there's no motive. There's right. no reason. She's just like, 
my, I, I like the devil, so I'm going to kill a bunch of people. And you're like, okay, that's fine. She just lives for the drama. <laughs> yeah, she's just like, she's got, she's got like PK problems, you know? She's like a pastor's kid. She's like, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I'm edgy. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not my dad. What's the, what's the school system? She's got a lot of aces. <laughs> a lot of aces. I can say that speaking as the only person here who's not a PK. She's not so. a PK. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So, but yeah, I mean, that's my biggest problem with the movie. I think that this is kind of my thesis that I think about this movie a lot through the lens of, which is that, like, Conjuring 1 and 2, like, these are all movies that exist within the sort of Christian mythology, right? Like, the mm-hmm. movie constantly asks you to just believe in God and the devil and Christianity and demons and all these things. And, you know, these protagonists are, are clergy people, but they're portrayed, you know really nicely and really, you know, sympathetically and rarely, if ever, basically never, does, like, the sort of Christianity of it feel awkward or or uncomfortable. Or preachy. Or preachy, yeah. And I think that, like, that's something that's really, really uh, admirable about it. I think, you know, in real life, these people are very much, like, evangelical Christians and conservatives and whatever. But this movie, these <laughs> movies <laughs> do, like, a lot do like a lot of work to be, like, you know, show these as, like, really sincerely compassionate people and who use their faith for good. And it, like, feels really uncomplicated in that. Which is not something it feels like you see a lot in movies. Uh, at least movies like this. Uh lately so i i appreciate that a lot about it but i think this movie is the first one where that like christianity dial is just like cranked up a little a little too, a little high, too for me. high and i really think it is the mm. fact that they put the devil in the title of it because <laughs> well yeah but here's the thing theologically the devil gets a little little rough for some people and i am one of those people yeah. so when they're like i need you to believe in the devil for a minute i'm like hmm. well i, I don't <laughs> even like, mean that because like, specifically what I'm talking about is I think that, like, the whole, like, we have to prove to a court of law that God exists. Is yeah, it like, does kind of start to feel like God's not dead. Exactly. It's very God's yeah. not dead. And that doesn't, like. God's not dead, too. That's the court one. <laughs> with with Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Right. And that doesn't, like, loom extremely large over the movie. But it's, like, a facet of it that's a little bit evangelically yeah. for me. Where they're mm-hmm. like, we have to, like, nobody believes in God, and we have to make sure everybody loves Christ in order to save this boy's life, you know? So they won't murder yes. this child! <laughs> right. And, <you're> like, hmm. <laughs> and the other side of that, this is the thing that I'm most interested in. Um, because it is so, 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 like, rooted in in this, like, uh, uh, like satanic panic thing, where it's just like... Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is like a classic, like conservative evangelical christian thing where it's like you know you it's this like oppression complex where they're like people are going to try to convince you not to love god and there are evil people out there and you have to be willing to fight for your faith and like there are people out there who are just evil who hate god so much and they're constantly going to be trying to take god away from you like that kind of thing which is like so completely totally like not what reality looks like at all and this, like, whole – and that was, like, the basis of this whole, like, satanic panic in the 80s where all these, like, conservative Christians were, like, everything is is devil worship and they're pushing it on our kids and there are these people who just hate God so much. And the fact that, like, this movie is, like, built around a, a person like that in, in the reality of the movie who is just, like, an evil Satanist witch 
who hates God and is a messy bitch who lives for the drama. There's nothing redeeming about her. She's <laughs> yeah. just evil. Yeah. She's not a person. She just showed up in a basement one day. Yeah. At like the last quarter of the movie too. Like we just, we don't right. care. <laughs> and like, I think that uh, because that's the thing is that it's like, it is a, such a non issue in reality. This mm-hmm. is not a type of person that ever has exist or ever will exist. Like it, it's like this fiction Name made up by knows one person who's been <laughs> cursed by a witch, right? At least one. Um, and I mean, not even like in the literally, they're a witch who does magic sense. I mean, like just in the like a kind of person yeah. who like defines themselves by like going against God mm-hmm. and like tormenting <laughs> Christians or whatever. Yeah, it's like, like a total big, like yeah. in imagine like a, a fiction of of chick tracts in the eighties yeah. in this like satanic panic thing. And the you fact that this movie your J.R.L. Tolkien books are right. of the devil. For and the some fact reason. that this movie like takes that so seriously and is like this is the person who's doing this rose me the wrong way of more than anything else in this movie. And Especially I think that because it's a made up person too. Exactly. Like you made it up and then she's just like evil and terrible. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I was I was reading an interview with with Michael Chaves, the director, and he was talking about the like writing process of it. Um, and he said, like, you know, it, this thing, you know, the first one was set in the 60s, 70s, and now we're in the 80s, kind of. It's set in 1980. Just like the X-Men. Like the X-Men. And they were like, when they were like thinking about stuff in the 80s, that was one of the things they were thinking about a lot was like satanic panic and like how can we work into that? But it is so weird to me that they were not deconstructive or critical at all of the satanic of panic. Of satanic panic. Yeah. Instead, they were, they were just, just like, like, that was real. That happened. Just full, <laughs> yeah. full, full throttle. Like, they're right. We should be worried about the devil. Yeah. <laughs> they were right the whole time. <laughs> Lucifer is out there. Right. And we need to tell the people. Mm-hmm. Well, and like... My, what I was thinking about while I was watching it, because, like, my modern perspective of the, like, Satanism, Satanic Church, is that it's just a religion that's basically being very tongue-in-cheek about it, because yeah. they're all about, like, worshipping the self and science and stuff like that. And they're like, we're the Satanists, which I think was a bad move, I have in my no opinion. sympathy for them. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, People that's, like, what People are always, like, like so defensive. Is. They're always like, Satanists get such a bad name, because they don't even understand that that's not even what it is. It's like, I well, hey, maybe you should have named yourself something Why Maybe you then. should not have called yourself Satanists. <laughs> I don't care yeah. for being tongue-in-cheek. You shouldn't have very done much. Yeah, you're, like, just trying to get attention, and they're like, why are you giving me attention? Yeah, like, I have... Well, yeah. You asked for it! Like, as much <laughs> why as... are you being mad at me about the thing that I call my religion? Like, because it's bad. It's a and bad one. Like, as much yeah. as I respect, like, the ideals and the philosophies of that, yeah, like, religion, yeah. I have absolutely no sympathy for any of them who complain about getting a bad name because they named themselves the Satanists. They named themselves that. They really did. <laughs> like, whatever. You made your bed lying. <laughs> you picked yeah. the name, bro. Like, like I don't know what like, to do. That's like such a thing in like horror films and in ghost hunter shows. Also, they also talk about though there were cults here and they did mm. cat murders and stuff. Like, is there ever like an actual documented case of those things, or is that just something we all just say whenever something weird happens? We're like, oh, it was Satanists. It was cultists in the woods. Like, is right. that? An actual thing that happens, or do we all just say that for funsies? I mean, I think there's a big difference between just, like, people who are, like, pagan, like, old school, like, sort of cultists Mm -hmm. in that way, who are just, like, spiritually... You know, I don't know. Yeah, but those are the people going out and murdering. Yeah, exactly. And I think, well, but I think that that kind of thing, like, I don't know. I don't think there's ever really been any meaningful cases of, like, witches who are Satanists who hate Christ and... 
mm-hmm. are blaspheming in yeah. order to gain favor with the or if there is, it's like not anything that's like a What religion was that that girl who stabbed her friend to death to get Slenderman to come out? Oh yeah. And I her know. friend lived. I think she was, was she a Satanist. <laughs> <laughs> was is that I think she Slenderman was 13, religion so yet? she probably wasn't anything, but yeah. you know. Rip to those girls, though. That's, that not, was that's the only thing situation. I can think of. That was <laughs> really bad. No, that's don't do that to your friends. Don't do that to your enemies. If we've learned <laughs> no. anything, yeah, is I don't mean, stab always, anyone from this movie. Yeah, that's always the tricky situation with like true crime when it comes to like horror films and even horror podcasts. It's like when do you, when does it become not okay to do the thing that you are doing? Like with the two girls who got stabbed in this movie. Like was that an actual stabbing or did they make that up? That was not real. A third. I yeah, looked, to I have looked a third into it. That Satanistic was like not, thing. Yeah, it was nothing. Mm. Um, well, I mean, it's it, also just wow, sort of a plot contrivance. Wow, isn't that so sad, though? Yeah, made that up. It's really sad. Just <laughs> building up evidence and mystery to because because it is. It's it's a d- detective story. It's a mystery. It's fun it though. Is. It's it's I I love like I watched every season of Psych. I'll go. I'll revisit her from time to time, mm-hmm. and it's fun to have like a little. Like he doesn't not really psychic spoilers for the first episode of Psych and also the rest of the show. <laughs> but the you know, it's fun Psych. to have like a like it's I like a murder mystery and I, it's oh, fun totally. to follow someone who has like a, a little bit of a leg up when they're like, ooh, I know that her body's down in this ravine, like she's I down guess- there, her molds mold spores and whatever. Two things I love the big uh. Oh, what's the video game? I love the big video game zombie monster that chases them, like, twice. I like that guy. He's straight out of Outlast, and I like him. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> number two. he's is He looks, like, out of um the uh, 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 scary stories to tell in the dark. Like, it was, like, looks that like same that guy. kind of, yeah, like, like the hair. Yeah. this is, like, real physical, kind of, like, misshapen, beefy right. boy. Because but of yeah. the bloat. Uh, my second thing is that looking at this movie as a mystery, I don't like it. As a mystery, because there's no evidence. Like, that's yeah, what's so... Yeah, the resolution's not very good. Yeah, that's what's so fun. What like, collected. that's what people like about true crime, is that there is evidence, and you are following things. Like, oh, this person said this, this person said this, but we found this at the scene, and then later we found this buried in the woods. Like, there's evidence that you're following and, like, trying to, like, figure out what happened with. This movie is just... I know what happened. I look, God told me what happened. So now we're going to go get the evil bad guy. And it's like, well, that wasn't evidence. You just found a spooky yeah. skull three times, figured out that she was in this area, which we could have told you that. And then God told you that she was the murderer and then you went and got her. And it's right, like, okay, yeah. well, that wasn't, yeah. not really a Jesus mystery. Was like, it's her dummies. And if, <laughs> why doesn't God do that all the time then? Hey. Maybe he <laughs> does. He's not listening. Um, and yeah, I think that, like, you know, it. The, I appreciate the, that was the biggest thing I was worried about, right? Because I mm-hmm. think that is, like, the magic of the, of the Conjuring movies, of the first two at least, is that I think they're really sincerely subversive of the, like, big blockbuster horror movie in the sense that they are about a family and it has a happy ending and it mm-hmm. is, like, sort of relationship forward, you know? Um, and I think, you know, Conjuring 1 and Conjuring 2, totally get that. I think mm-hmm. that the, you know, the Annabelle movies and The Nun all have, like, happy endings to some extent, you know? That's, like, this franchise is sort of built on these things, like, you know, 
you know, being scary and being intense, but, like, having a resolution and, and like, being kind of weirdly heartwarming at the end. Like, I think that's, mm-hmm. like, deeply the DNA of the Conjuring movies. Um, and I was really afraid that if they were going to, like, you know, shuffle it off to a new guy. Although James Wan is still a screenwriter on this one of two. Yeah, he was credited um, to something. Yeah. Um, but, like, I still totally get that. They totally get that, like, you know, it should be, have a happy ending at the end. It should be about a family who comes together and they're, like, stronger at the end having gone through this. And, you know, it's more about... And that part about... with the little pill. Oh, so sweet. The little what? The little pill. The little pill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the little pill scene is so cute. Yeah. Uh, and... And, and then, like, that it's about, like, the Warrens, like, these two people who have this really strong marriage and who love each other very much and their relationship being kind of the strength of, of you know, their their lives. Um, so it, it nails that. And I think it is really conscientious about, like, putting that forward in a way that it should be. And I'm really happy they did that. I think this movie, like, f- works just well enough for me to not be, like, m- angry about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It does all the things I think, that I, I think it is on the cusp. Yeah. Yeah. It does it's on the cusp of me. Just well <laughs> enough that, like, you know, it does everything I absolutely needed it to do. And not much else other than that that I'm especially excited about. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's fine. I think it works generally. Yeah. It's pretty tight. It's not super long. It has a good good pace and they're doing stuff and there's you know a happy ending at the end and it's about the two warrens who i care very much about and they have a good relationship and i'm like yeah yeah i feel like at the end of every conjuring movie every other one i would go that was good like <laughs> right, you know yeah. how when you surprise something's gonna be but this movie i walked out of the theater and we were like should we go get lunch I'm like, Let's <laughs> go get lunch yeah, yeah. <laughs> well that's funny and then yesterday Walking when i watched it the i was like i already ate lunch but should i have lunch Let's get let's get a pretzel. But yeah, it's walking out. I do. That's one of the things that I do miss about like going to the theater regularly is like being able to like walk out of a theater with a group of people. Because like historically, when me and Jackson love a film, we start talking about the things that we didn't like. Yeah. And then when we didn't like a film, yes. we start talking about the things that were good. That were good parts. Yeah. That's what we start doing. Right. But I feel like with this movie, it is one of those situations where you're just like, okay. It's like yeah, yeah, like, sure. Yeah, and that's that it. That's the movie. whole conversation. <laughs> it's a very, it's a very room temperature movie. Yeah, it's just it get it does what it needs to do. It gets it done, and then the movie's over. <laughs> I guess it, the one the one thing that was a little bit weird to me was that the parents are like in the first scene where they're doing the exorcism, and then nowhere else in the film right, yeah. when their daughter's boyfriend is trying <laughs> to kill himself and is in jail, and she's in jail too. Like they're just like not there. Yeah, which kind of which kind of. Yeah. Takes away from the happy family when the parents are just like, "Eh, we'll let our son go to prison to visit his friend who thinks that Satan's in him. That's fine. (laughs) A little, yeah, a little less family forward. Uh, I do think that like, I think the one thing that I like really sincerely like about this movie dramatically is, is Ed's like heart problems. I think that shit like really, really Mm -hmm. works. Like having him be like sweaty and have a cane the whole time and like having to you know and then the like total like 50s dad thing of like her going in the basement and he's like no just let me do that you're gonna get your clothes dirty and he like has like a sheen of sweat on his face and is like walking with a cane you know and like like, let me do it you're like dad sit down (laughs) it's just like i don't know it's just really great characterization i like that a lot and the scene at the end with the pill is really good and it's funny stuff. It's so good. It's just, it has, like, a really, I really, really thought, because I knew that Ed Warren died, uh, like, earlier. He died, like, in the late 80s or 90s, I think. 
Um, but I didn't like know that top of mind when I was going into the movie. So yeah, I, I just know that he's dead. Yeah, I really, really thought they were gonna kill him at the end of the movie. I thought he was gonna I, have a I heart attack and die. I don't think you can kill Ed Warren in a Conjuring movie. That like just goes so against what the Conjuring movies are about. Right. I would be kind of upset. Well, because at the end, at the end of the first one, they say that he dies and whatever. Hmm. Right, like that's a part of like the new. Yeah, they're like the he's gonna die. Mm. He's gonna get stabbed to death. Yeah, well, but I kept. <laughs> I was making the joke. I was like, are they just gonna remind you that he dies at the end of every single movie? And like Ed Warren <laughs> right. died, and it's yeah. four years later, and you're like, oh no, Ed. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been a really funny take if they just started off like that. Like at the end of Con One, he just dies, and then he's in the second one, like nothing yeah. happened. Right. I did You're make like, the what joke. What are you talking about? <laughs> I did make the joke going watch the second one. I was like, wouldn't it be just the worst thing in the world if that part where he almost gets impaled by the tree, if that is how he died, and we put it in the movie, wouldn't that just be the worst thing in yeah, the world? That would be bad. <laughs> that would not be good. That'd be so fucking funny. <laughs> They kill him in the movie like that. And you're like, that was so weird. You look it up afterwards. You're like, Ed Warren died after being impaled on a tree falling out of a window. What? How did I not know that? Excuse me. Cool. (laughs) He died in 2006 um, at the age of 79, which is pretty good. That's That's pretty good. good. That's like average. Because yeah, Lorraine Warren died like She died in 2019. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. In my head, she was still alive, but I guess she would probably be pretty old at this point. Yeah. But what was I going to say? In my head, she's still alive. Well, because I know that their kids are are still very active with, like, talking to people about them and stuff. Mm. But uh, what was I going to say? Oh, what I we've talked about this before, where like the idea for the Conjuring was that you have their room full of spooky objects, and right. the movies would just be like t- oh, looking yes. at one of those spooky objects and being like, "Here's, here's why that spooky object is here," and like they can be like real and then also a little bit fabricated for funsies because it's a horror movie. Yeah, and like I really, I really liked that concept. Like that seemed like uh-huh. such a cool, fun thing because like so much of the Warrens is based around. There's scary room <laughs> yeah. that's just full of scary yes. shit. Like that's just And it's so funny how like they meet that pastor and they go down into his other scary room and Lorraine's like yeah. Hold up, no way. I can't believe you did this. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you have one in the house that you live in. Like yeah. shut up. It's bad vibes here. Yeah. Your house is full of literally haunted objects. <laughs> like there are souls yeah. inside of every single one of those. Like that's their whole thing. I didn't even think about that. So like your one dark basement is yeah. scary. I didn't in the first movie, Ed Warren definitely says something like it's better to keep them here where we can like keep an eye on them right. instead of like letting them yeah. be out in the world. And then literally this pastor says it too and they're like, I don't get it. Like what was <laughs> yeah. up with that? Highly concentrated area. This is occult stuff. We don't it's do different. that. Like, yes, you <laughs> yeah. do. Shut up. Like, you have a ghost zoo. Yeah. You keep <laughs> them in cages. You've got a demon doll that you hang out with uh, frequently. You're like showing you it to people. Le- you like go yeah. out and you're like, hey, maybe you should come meet Anna. You want to check out this haunted doll that I got? She's got a demon in her for <laughs> sure. If you're rude to her, she'll make your car crash. Do you want to <laughs> see it? Like, no, Ed. We keep her in glass. She like she hates it. <laughs> okay. I put a devil card there and it stops her, I guess. It's real spooky, though. <laughs> you gotta admit. Um, you know, Christians be whack. What can you do? <laughs> it's it's just the, the like, I mean, like I said, you know, it. it's fun that this franchise, like, feels like it has 
a lot of possibilities because like that room is real and there's like all these objects and each one of them has like a story behind it in some way in in real life you know like whether or not you believe in everything around it like there was something yeah, you can still enjoy that, it as a story yeah, yeah. uh and yeah, something went down and so you know yeah, something happened yeah when they talk about like the writing process for these things they're just like yeah i mean like you can like go to that museum and just like look around and be like well which one do we want to do this time? Like, yeah, there's like a spooky like antler statue guy. He's yeah. got like round eyes. He's fun. I well, like him. I but I mean like the real one, like the real Warren Museum. Yeah, and you can no, like. No, I'm in the real yeah. one. Oh yeah, spooky antler guy. But it's also there's like a cross between like what is spooky, what's a good story, and what do people already know about? Because like right. if it was That's in fair. the news, you'd be like, oh, I saw that in the news. That one's mm-hmm. famous. I right. know about this. And there. then and then all of the backstory, if, even if it's not real, it still feels like they can say, like, yeah. this is our true story. And pe- and your dad will be like, oh, I remember when that was on the news. Right. I saw yeah. that. <gasps> Go and then I went to high school. It was great. <laughs> yes. Well, and I do feel like with that, I don't know exactly, like, the history of everything that's in that room. I do feel like eventually you would run into some sticky situations with cultural appropriation oh, and them just taking yeah. shit and being like, this is spooky. And be like, no, that's it. No, that's not what that is. Yeah. You know? It's haunted. It's haunted. It's cursed. It's and you're like, that's a Buddha statue, Ed. <laughs> Put that back. You got that at Hobby Lobby. I got this from the Orient. You're like, Ed, yeah. come on. <laughs> you're like, oh, Ed. I forgot that you're like a witch. <laughs> an old man. You know, they're meant for keeping spirits away. Mm. So it's maybe that's one of those balance elements yeah, where you're like this room is full of ghosts but we have a very specifically curated room of ghosts right. so we don't want other ghosts they, stay out <laughs> i forget do they tell you how that room is okay um like do they do something or whatever no i don't know i think they're just like if they're in the room, they can't hurt anybody. They're like, what yeah, are you going to do, room? little box? You can't do anything. You're just a little box. <laughs> but wait, but earlier trinket. it had a demon in it. They killed everybody. And now They'd the demon's little. just they, here, but it's fine. They make Whatever. the demons feel small so that they don't remember how powerful they are. Um, there you go. You just insult it every day and it feels bad and it just kind of like stays there. <laughs> I I think it's really funny that like, you know, so much of like the, the like, iconography of this movie is like built around that museum but i think it's good that they like the conjuring movies always have the restraint to be like we're not gonna have like some goofy set piece where they all come to life or whatever you know there's not yeah, gonna, be, not like, gonna be like toy story sequence. one where all the toys come out yeah. of the sandbox yeah but they do so annabelle comes home annabelle three is mm-hmm. like conjuring two and a half and it Mm-hmm. Like, and Lorraine are in it, and it takes place, like, in their house. It's, like, the babysitter, or, like, the house sitter while they're away on vacation or whatever. And then they get up to hijinks in the museum or whatever. Oh, yeah. And it sucks. It's so bad. Like, <laughs> it just goes to show that, like, the thing that, like, kind of seems like the obvious thing you might want to do actually is a super bad idea, and it's a good reason why they haven't been doing it this whole time. Yeah, you know? there's a reason we did it in that movie earlier. Yeah. <laughs> I will... Like, mm. That's why it's the third one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, well, we'll do our <laughs> shitty idea now. Well, Maybe that's I, what we'll do next year. We'll do Annabelle Comes Home next year. See if we can find somebody who likes yeah. it. Yeah. We'll do the Annabelle's in reverse. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think what I will forever be upset that they didn't let Annabelle just be a raggedy and all. Yeah. Because that is, it, I, I've said this before and I'll say it a million times. That is so much scarier than the stupid, like, spirit Halloween scary doll that they have. Like, I think that thing is not Maybe scary. Raggedy Ann. The company was like, 
No, this will hurt our brand. We well, cannot cease and desist. Because I think she's public domain at this I don't, point. Yeah, I don't think it's a brand. Yeah, because like you, the whole know. thing was like you would make your own Raggedy Ann doll and then later they like mass produce them. Like she's got a complicated history. So I don't know if there's like a figure. <laughs> she's got it. a complicated history. But like even, still, even if they just made her like that kind of doll, like a floppy, like yeah. old fashioned doll. Like that, the yeah. Annabelle doll that they use is just like so stereotypical, scary doll that it's not scary at China. all. It's I mean, trying so hard to be a scary doll. Is it? I mean, I don't know. The first Conjuring came out in like 2012. Like, is it? Is you it? You say that probably came. I, I, there were spooky dolls before. Right, but this is a very. I mean, dolls I've got it behind me on the stream spooky. right now. It's a very particular flavor of spooky doll. I don't know if we had that kind of like dead eye. Well, it's like the porcelain. It's got like yeah. people have been scared of old dolls for forever. I don't know. It just maybe maybe this is yeah, just this my is dead eye perspective. But like it just like she's got glass eyes and she's got spooky old fashioned clothes yeah. and you don't. Ooh. But like no person would buy yeah. that for somebody. I'd be like, yeah, it's not haunted. Like, no one <laughs> would do that. Right. Yeah, this doll, totally cool. Yeah, totally we'll fine. To I love a, you, my we'll daughter. We'll have to put a poll. Put out a poll. I have to take my dog to the vet now. Okay. <laughs> but We can keep hanging out with just the two of I, us for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Oh, okay. Don't get into Watch an Annabelle car accident. Sorry, I'm going to mess up the configuration. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> oh, man. That's what... Hold That's on. what I was curious about. I'm going to talk while you fix the stream yeah. about the Annabelle movies. Because the only, like, stories that I know about Annabelle, like, the big one is, like, that the, she was gifted to the daughter, and then it got real spooky, and then we're like, we think there's a little girl ghost, so they're like, no, it's a demon, and, like, that was the whole big thing. Right. But then, like, the second story was, like, she's on display... At the end, at the Warrens' house, and the reporters come, and one of the reporters is like, "Fuck you, you're stupid," and then he drives home and he gets into a car accident and he dies. Right. Like those are the two stories about Annabelle that I know. Is do, are the movies about that, or are they just making up their own stuff? No, I, I mean those are not meaningfully based on true stories. I don't think. Um, okay, gotcha. They're just having fun with yeah, Annabelle. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, like because the first I don't I haven't seen the first Annabelle movie. Mm. My understanding is that that one takes place like modern day. It doesn't. Annabelle does not take place modern day. <coughs> I don't know why I said that. It takes place in like 1965. I don't know why I said that, but I definitely say it a few more times before the end of the episode. So just buckle up. Um, And it's just like, uh, hold on one second. There's a spooky doll. Well, yeah, it's just like, oh, there's a spooky doll. It's been around forever and it gets out of the... Music. I don't know. I guess I. I don't know. I'm realizing I haven't seen it. I don't even know for sure why it's not like what it's in about. The, why it's not like in the Warren Museum. Like how it gets <laughs> out. Does it like escape? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but it's modern day. And then the the second one, the one that David F. Sandberg directed, that's pretty good. Is mm-hmm. um, uh, it takes place like in the like late 1800s. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. It takes place in like 1950 something. I don't know why. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about about the Annabelle movies. It's like these like girls who live in this like orphanage like way out on the prairie being like terrorized by this doll. And it, you know, it's the kind of thing where it's like if you're asked to describe what's good about it, you're like, oh, I don't know. It's just like well put together. <laughs> I don't know. It's not like there's anything like especially 
crazy memorable yeah. about it, but you're just like, but it was just good. It just like came together and it was fun to watch. It was good. It was fun. It was a good old yeah. time. And then the third one is like Conjuring Two and a Half, where like Conjuring Civil War, where mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the Warrens are gonna. I I can't get over how shitty of a premise it is, where it's literally like the Warrens are a like babysitter going on vacation, and the house sitter gets into some trouble while they're gone. And the hot babysitter. <laughs> and the, uh. And then there's the nun and Curse of Lorona. Because that was the thing. Like, I was so amped for Conjuring 3 for so long. Because Conjuring 2 came out in 2016. It was good. It was was fucking good. good. And so, like, you know, the whole world's waiting with bated breath for for Conjuring 3. By the whole world, I mean mostly just me. Uh, Just you, yeah. (laughs) And nobody else. I'm the only one. And some Uh, other Christians, probably. I don't know. (laughs) But it's... uh, but it just felt like it kept getting pushed further and further and further back, and you just kept getting disappointing news about it and who was involved with it. Yeah. Because it was like... It's one of those. The Conjuring, the spinoff, which was Annabelle, then The Conjuring 2, and then from there it was like, okay, so now we're making Annabelle 2, and now we're making a spinoff about The Nun, and now we're making Annabelle 3, and now we're making uh, a movie about La Llorona, that's part of it now, I guess. And now, then, finally, we'll get around to Conjuring 3, you know? I wish that the end of La Llorona would just be, like, Ed Warren, like, standing, like, on the bank of the river and just being like, how am I going to fit that in my basement? (laughs) Sucks up the river. (laughs) It's just got, like, a vacuum. (laughs) Shop vac. Uh, But, yeah, it was just, like, so, there was something that was so, like, weirdly, like, degrading about it. It just, like, wore you down. They were just like, oh. New Conjuring film. And you're like, oh, it's like so, the non-four. You're there like, are like oh, so no. many of them. And they just kind of keep good. getting worse as they go on. And you're mm-hmm. like, it, and James Wan's not even doing the new one. And you're like, is this even going to be? James Wan didn't even show up, man. Yeah. Uh, and then, I don't know. It it kind of broke the street. Because I really think like Conjuring 2, great. Annabelle mm-hmm. Creation, pretty good. The Nun, not well liked. I think it's pretty good, but even still, I don't like it as much as Animal Creation. And then Curse of Your Own, I didn't even see. It was just like I don't know, whatever. And I, I and I was just like, it, it was like very much a like downward downward curve. Mm-hmm. It was just like really humiliating. I was like, oh my god, you guys. As of right now, what do, what do they have in the works? I want to see. Like I. I, 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 making sequels is very hard and like I'm not gonna like be like you did a bad job because like it, it's really hard to gauge what people want because mm. I I'm one of those people where I love the haunted house movies because right. it for me it's a format that's reassuring and I like getting the backstories and what's going on I like trying to figure out like what is exactly going on like <clears throat> unraveling the pieces and it like all comes to a head and then mm. it's happy like I love that format I love that playground that we play around in with the different items and stuff like that but like i also understand thinking like we can't do that again we have to do something new and fresh or people are gonna get bored like i totally get that but then when they do when they do that it's not as good and like my impulse is to be like you should have just made a haunted house movie but like if they made a haunted house haunted house movie people would just be like you did it a third time. Congratulations. Right, yeah. You did it three times. You know, I think that's what puts people off Conjuring 2 a lot of the time is that, mm-hmm. like, it is really, really similar to Conjuring 1. Oh, like, yeah. It, yeah. Those <laughs> that's movies, what I like about it. Yeah. Those movies are, like, 
75% exactly the same, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, the 25% that's different, I think, is better in the second one. So, like, yeah. a lot of people are sort of put off by the fact that it's the same. I'm just like, this is the same, except it's a little bit better. Like, that's yeah. great for me. Um, it's like Venom Incarnate. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, apparently, right now, this feels like the the Godzilla versus Kong verse, where it's like, it feels like they might just kind of be running out of steam a little bit. Maybe just a little because bit. Because they've, yeah. they've got two movies that are, like, officially confirmed on the books. And that's a movie about the Crooked Man from Conjuring 2 and okay. a sequel to The Nun. Oh, um, And these do not have uh, directors assigned to them. They do not have release dates. They do not have... Cool, cool, cool. They both cool, have screenwriters. Good. They both have screenwriters attached, but that's it. So okay. It, They're working on it. If they do come to pass it will not be for at least a couple years a while yeah so well i think i think a crooked man one is a good idea because like he's in the first one for a very short amount of time but like when he is there you're like ooh, he's spooky he's at like a different frame rate he's all like weird and not human and you're like ooh, who's this guy and they're like we don't know you're like okay that's fine uh and that's the wild thing Uh, james Wan. we talked about it when we did terminator years ago but like the the spooky stop motion like juddery frame rate thing so in Terminator good. is so scary. And ever so since we like developed CGI, nobody has ever, ever used that effect on purpose because they wanted to. Except yeah. for James Wan, who does it in Conjuring 2 and it rules. And he does it's it so in good. Malignant too. When when the monster at the end, when there's, like, the big reveal of the monster and it's, like, freaking out and killing people, it's got this mm-hmm. weird, like, low frame rate, like, judderiness as it moves around. Yeah. And it's super I have cool. actually heard that about the big bad and Howard the Duck, but that is a stop motion guy. Well, yeah. So it's a little, exactly, it's a little different. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, and we were going to do Return to Oz last week, but we ended up having to cancel the show. But I watched Return yeah. to Oz for it, and, like, that movie has a lot of great stop-motion stuff that's, like, super that's freaky so and weird. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think and this kind of comes back to the conversation we've been having about animation, where, like, is it good to make it as realistic as possible? Right. But I think that that's a strange thing with horror specifically, because you think if it looks as real as it possibly can, that's what's scary because you can kind of like put it into real life and imagine it happening and that's what's scary about Mm it and i think that what's way more scary is something that doesn't fit into reality happening in reality because that's what ghosts are period it's something that doesn't make sense happening Mm -hmm. and that's what's scary yeah so when you have that juddery stop motion weirdness going on it's so scary it's the same reason that glitches in video games are so like inherently scary it's because it's like your perception of reality being like messed with and being broken and you're like what the fuck's going on so like when you do stuff like that it's so effective yeah because it's so jarring and weird and it doesn't fit and that's like your human reaction right when something doesn't fit, you don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was talking... if something's moving weird, you like it. The, it's the Uncanny Valley. Like, right. as a human, you're like, I don't like that. <laughs> don't want it. I was talking to my kids on the bus today. I'm a school Your bus kids. driver during the day. Uh, <laughs> I was talking to my children. My kids, yeah. <laughs> all, all 40 of them. Uh, but, you know, it's like Halloween season. They're talking about, you know, kids love to talk about, like, Jason and michael myers or whatever yeah the scary but they were they were like talking about horror movie stuff and you know we were very much not like scary movie kids but there is definitely like a type of kid and a type of family 
that like kids really love getting scared and they'll watch like Friday the 13th movies or like Halloween movies mm-hmm. together, like Freddy Krueger movies, like goofy, scary slasher movies. Um, and they're really into that. And so there were a couple of kids like that. They were like, we watched, we watched uh, Halloween and that was so scary. We watched this one, like watch with their families, you know. Mm-hmm. And then there was this one other kid who was like, you want to know what my favorite one is? My favorite one's the Babadook. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, the Babadook is so scary. I was like, what does a kid like about the Babadook? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I haven't even watched the Babadook because I don't like that man. Well, no, not that like it's scary. Like, not that it's scary. Like, I think kids, like, like a scary movie. But, like, that yeah. movie is, like... A fucking dour, depressing ass movie about postpartum depression. Like, what's the what's the SNL skit about the the well for soft young men or something? <laughs> what? It's like the Playmobil. It's like, do you have a poet poetic sad son who doesn't want to play with the other kids? And it's like this well for him to like wistfully like look into <laughs> right, and yeah. like stare off into the distance. It's really funny. Yeah, but that's that. But yeah, kid. you know. Because, like, on a certain level, like, a kid watching, like, a Friday the 13th movie makes sense to me. Like, they're big yeah, and loud they understand and goofy what's scary and scary. About it. Yeah. Like, yeah. But The Babadook is, like, this dour-ass movie that's just, like, oppressive and claustrophobic and, like, is all about this woman who just absolutely cannot handle the responsibilities of parenthood and is just, like, slowly falling apart. And, like, her life is just in shambles. You're like, <laughs> what does a nine-year-old like about this? What part of this do you like? I like the part where she has a kid and then she doesn't know how to take care of it. She's like, okay, Jimmy. I like the part go where to she. School. I like the part where she tries to masturbate, but she just can't. Literally, can't have enough time to herself in her entire life to ever do that. You're like, wow, okay, sure. Okay, uh, Timmy, go but, to first grade. Yeah. Um. But, like, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like we said, I think this movie like does a lot of things like just well enough. I think it, yeah, to be fine. It looks. I mean, and that's the thing is like it's it's pretty well directed. I think it it, yeah. it looks pretty nice. Although it's trying very much to like emulate the first two Conjuring movies, and it doesn't feel quite like that. I think that yeah, James and I think Wan, that's just it not being James Wan. Yeah. yeah, James Wan in those first two Conjuring movies has like a very simple, very clean, almost like Spielbergy approach to like the way mm-hmm. he shoots those movies. And, like, the colors are very simple. Like, they're not, like, super colorful movies. Um, And I think this movie is just a little bit flashier, a little bit louder, a little bit, like, you know, more colorful, you know? Stylistically. Exactly, yeah. Red and stuff like that, yeah. Um, Oh, that's right, when Babadook was a gay icon because it got listed under the queer... Oh, that's right. Which is, I think, because, I think it was just because it was a queer director. I think, what's her name? The Australian lady who directed it is a queer filmmaker. Anyway. That's cool. Oh, what was I going to say? Unless I'm just totally confusing that with something else. Oh, what was I going to say? Oh, I will say, there's a lot of, like, schlorpy human CGI where they put a lot of bone cracking noises. (laughs) Right, yeah. And it, it, like, it's gross, and you don't like it, but they do it a lot. Like, yeah. every time somebody gets possessed, they do slurpy bones cracking, <laughs> yeah. demon stuff. Like, every single time. Yeah. So, like, the first time, when it's, like, the little boy's exorcism going, like, horribly wrong, yeah. it's pretty freaky. Because he, like, like twists himself, like, into a pretzel, and it's, like, freaky. It's yeah. not good. But then when the guy gets possessed, he also does that. Right. And then there's a thing where, like, the, the, the other guy, like, the rent... 
the landlord. landlord guy, he yeah. like also does it, and then they like they just do it too many times, or it starts to like lose its oomph because the first time it's so gross, and right. they just like keep doing the slurpy, yeah. crunchy. I think that the demon scene somersaults. I think that the scene where he kills the landlord like works mm-hmm. pretty well in a lot of ways, but I think that is the moment where it becomes the most obvious that they're trying to emulate James Wan's directing style and not a hundred percent nailing it. Because that's one of the things about the Conjuring movies is that they have these, like, really, really long interrupted shots, but they're very, like, understated and don't draw attention to themselves. It's one of those things where you're, like, watching it and you're like, I don't – and you, like, realize, like, 60 seconds in that you're like, I don't think we've cut for, like, a long time. Yeah, you're like, oh, we've been here for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. But this this is, like – you know, it's all – it's shot like a fucking – fight scene from atomic blonde you know where it's like the camera's like moving around like one of those ones where the director's like check this shit out this is a long (laughs) shot we're not cutting we're doing you know that new sound you've been looking for yeah and it's just like and it works i think it's pretty good i think the guy playing the landlord gives a really weird performance but i think it's a weird performance i think that it works even in spite of that and like the way it's shot is kind of interesting but you can't help but think like this is not nearly like as elegant as as James Wan was doing in, like, the first Conjuring yeah. movie. Well, and, yeah, and, yeah. I do, I was kind of, like, because in the first Conjuring, I don't remember what the bad guy looks like in the second Conjuring, mostly because it's pretending to be an old man for so much of the movie. Yeah. But in the first one, like, the Crooked Man, like, was so cool looking. Like, all of the, like, ghosts and monsters and demons that we saw were so cool looking. Like, they looked great. I was kind of disappointed with the design of the demon in this one because it was just, yeah. like, a spooky lady. And right. you're like, wow, that looks like Jeff the Killer. <laughs> like, right. that's just, like, it, it just didn't feel like anything new. It felt like, we need a demon. This is what they look like, probably. Yeah. You've seen that before, right? You know what that means. And you're like, yeah, but I wish you had done something cool with right. it. I wish you had done something, like, freaky and different instead of just the same spooky lady that we see in a lot of stuff right. you know and that's what's weird is that like for a franchise that and this is not necessarily a bad thing it's just an observation like for mm-hmm. a franchise that is now in pre-production on their third spin-off mm-hmm. <laughs> based on a monster that have all been hugely successful like there does not appear to be any meaningful attempt at like creating a new horror icon in this movie like, yeah, no. <laughs> you'd think they'd be going really far out of their way to, like, we gotta come up with, like, a guy. Like, a, yeah. like, a well, really like, spooky thing that we can make a whole other movie about. But they just like, You're, one. like, playing around with, like, occult imagery and, like, pagan stuff. Like, you don't you just have, like, a spooky guy with a deer head. And I'd be like, oh, hell yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> right, but it's yeah. just, like, a lady. And you're like, you, well, like, you have the bone jaw, like, statues throughout the whole film. And those things are so those are cool. spooky and, like, make such an image in your head. That, like, you think that those are kind of going to look a little bit like the demon when you see it. And mm-hmm. then the demon is literally just a spooky lady. It's yeah. like, hey, give him a goat head. Do something fun. <laughs> Treat yourself. Right. So, yeah, I've been trying to... Um, I've been... You know, as we've been thinking about this show and as we're, like, sort of rebooting it soon, uh, we've, mm-hmm. we've been thinking about different things. I think, at least for a little while, I want to see if we can't go in and out in a tight 60. I mean, we're, we're like, oh, yeah, we're like an hour in right now. I think that's a, a better way to do it than just 
chilling really? out for quite as yeah. long as we always do. Um, well, I think we could chill on stream, but just have the well, podcast yeah. be kind of short. Exactly. Yeah. Or maybe like after an hour, we'd be like, okay, and break. And uh, what was in the news? Like what's something else we could talk about for another half hour or something? Like if we want yeah. to. Um, well, I, well, I have a good non sequitur because I'm okay, just sure. thinking about a thing. But it's the, I don't know why I've been seeing so much stuff for Child's Play. Is there a new one coming out? There's a TV show. There's a TV show? Yeah. Okay. That has never seemed scary to me. And it <laughs> seems like it's just kind of jokey and schlocky at this point. Well, yeah. Like, is that, is that the vibe? Because I mean, that better be the vibe. <laughs> I have never seen any of the Chucky movies. Um, yeah. One of these days I'll get around to watching, like, the original Child's Play or, like, seeing what's going on. But Chucky was definitely, like, an early uh like vhs cover at blockbuster that really freaked me the fuck out when i was a kid yeah for whatever reason like that was like the biggest one that stands out to me uh i remember seeing it and being like what the hell's going on in that i don't like this at all and then and then like kids at school would talk about chucky i'd be like that's chucky and it was like very scary to me yeah but like looking at it now i'm like this just i don't even know what's going on with this it's anymore nothing. it's like it's like mm, he has a cabbage patch kids what if it had a scary scar <laughs> he has a, like, a bride i've been told well and it, like i keep getting on my tiktok i keep getting like the history of chucky like it's going through all his appearances and like how his appearances have changed i don't remember who does those videos they do that for a lot of characters though where they just like take you through all the appearances of that character and like how they've changed right. over time it's actually a very cool and interesting video but they're just talking about Chucky and just like watching that guy like explain the plot of every Chucky movie. I'm like, I, what happened? In that <laughs> he one? got melted down and now, but now he got put into a different doll and now he's trying. So the whole point of Child's Play is he's trying to kill somebody in order to get his. So he's like a murderer and a murderer's soul gets put into Chucky. Which is a crucial point, because I thought it was just, there's a spooky doll, but, like, he's got, like, a ghost of a serial killer in him. I'm like, okay, that's fine. But so then he's trying to get into somebody else's body, so he has to kill them, and then his soul could go into their body, and then he could be a serial killer again. I believe it's the plot of Chucky 1. But then it just gets buck wild after that, and they, like, have a kid, and there's, like, another lady who's, like, in love with Chucky, and then also gets put into a doll that's the bride of Chucky. Like, it just goes buck fucking wild. There's, um... the Puppet is, Master franchise is, like, an iconic, like, direct-to-VHS, like, B-horror franchise. Um, oh, yeah. That's been going on for, like, years and years and years and years. They keep making them for, like, $100,000 and just, like, putting them yeah. out on, you know, Redbox or whatever. Um, yeah. But I was listening to somebody who was talking about, like, I'm watching all the Puppet Master movies. Uh, and apparently, at some point in, like, 2009... There's this weird transition where they are just all about Nazis from now on for some reason. <laughs> like, somewhere they got so lost in the sauce that, like, all the scary puppets from the Puppet Master movies are all Nazis now. And that's just part of it in perpetuity, I guess. Ooh, like, so, I, guess, I mean, they're the bad guys. Exactly, I guess. yeah. <laughs> just like... <laughs> yeah, well, it's... Yeah, I just don't know. Like, it, I... I I kind of thought that maybe is the fact that there's so many sequels and they get progressively more buck wild. Right. Is that like in, is, are they like, are they like in on the joke? Are they doing that <laughs> right, on purpose yeah. because horror movies do that? Or are they genuinely just doing that? You know, right. cause like Chuck, Chucky's like, are they the nineties? When was the first child's play movie? 
It was the 80s. It was an old one. It was the 80s? Yeah. I guess maybe maybe it probably is genuinely just what they were trying to do then, because <laughs> yeah. that feels about right. Well, I mean, but I don't know. I haven't seen him. Like, I haven't seen the original one. I'm sure it's good, because, like, yeah. it captured the imagination of people. Yeah. yeah. Well, if I know anything about horror series, is that the first one is so good. Like, you're just so impressed by it. And then they do the second one, and then they do something kind of weird, and you're like, okay, that wasn't as good. And then they just go fucking buck wild the rest of the time, and you're like, okay. Right. Like, Jason goes to New York, and he kills somebody <laughs> with a boombox, and yeah, you're like, yeah. okay, sure, why not? And that's the thing I've sort of learned, like, as I've, like, gotten deeper and deeper into film criticism, and, like, you know, I when I was at FanX a few weeks ago, uh, what's, I, I don't remember the guy's name, but the guy who played Jason in, like, the most recent, like, there was, like, mm. one guy who played Jason, like, in the first couple movies, and then they replaced him with a new guy who was Jason, like, after that. I don't remember mm-hmm. his name. Um, but he gave a, you know, he gave a talk, and I was there, and I listened to him, and he was just a really, like, interesting guy. He talked about, like, stunt work and stuff. and But, like, you know, the Q&A, like, it just became really clear that it's, like, the, like, infinite sequel, like, B-horror movie schlock stuff. Mm. Um, uh is like has a devout devout following oh yeah and oh yeah and oh yeah that you know it just reinforces that like the people who are making these movies know what's up <laughs> like yeah. they get it and like even if you know and even within that even within the like you know friday the 13th part 9 schlock thing there are some of them yeah. that are like better at that than other ones it's not like they're just like yeah. unilaterally whatever but like it's very much a a thing um, oh yeah uh no it's not nick castle nick castle was the guy who played mike myers uh who was the guy that i saw jackson that's michael myers he played mike myers <laughs> I'm that's why they called him that uh why would you think they would name him that uh anyway i'll, I'll find it later uh but yeah so it's just that thing where it's like like how long and that's the thing about the conjuring right is that it's like Mm. it is trying really 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 hard to not be that to to not be the like schlocky you know like puppet master nine this time they're not like we do a haunted house every single time Yeah. yeah like they're really really trying to keep their sort of like critical prestige as long as they possibly can and like they you might know, be suffering for it because when their movie's bad, it's just bad. Exactly, it's not like yeah. fun. And like <laughs> yeah. even even when they're like, "This is Annabelle three, the sequel yeah. to a spinoff, the third installment of this spinoff franchise." You're like, "Okay, so and we wanted to get an Oscar so bad." <laughs> right. Is like what the mindset? Yeah, is. exactly. Like we want to be nominated for visual effects or something, and like yeah. it. Which is, like, you know, in that whole thing, it's, like, I don't think you can, I don't think you have to, like, lead into it like that. But I think that, like, it's, uh, it's just part of the pitfall where it's, like, when you do these things so many times, like, how many times can you iterate on this and mm-hmm. still maintain that serious introspective tone like that and mm-hmm. just keep it rolling forever, I guess, you know? It's just a weird, yeah. it's an interesting franchise. Well, and I feel like eventually you hit a wall where your ideas just kind of have to slowly get a little bit more buck wild. Right. Like, that's just, I mean, that's just part of the creative process where if you've done this, okay, let's do something a little bit more and a little bit more. And then yeah. that's when you get the buck wild stuff where you're like, what are we even doing anymore? <laughs> right. And like, I, 
weirdly and like don't denying those ideas like even in this movie like not having a big fun spooky monster just having like a scary lady right. that's like very like very like oh she's in the shadows and she's got spooky eyes like right. very like refined and like ooh yeah like it it makes the film a little bit worse by not including something that's a little schlocky and a little weird. Yeah. Like, I keep talking about the Crooked Man in the first movie because that's the perfect example. They're like, he lives in a music box and he comes out <laughs> and he's all weird and he turns yeah. into a dog at one point. You're like, what? And it's spooky and it works really well. And then right. it's weird to, like, weirdly, like, move even farther away from that when that was the first movie. It just right. seems so counterintuitive. I just, I just want everybody to go ape shit all the time. If you're gonna have a spooky monster in your movie, make it a spooky monster. Like Malignant, you should see Malignant. Like Malignant, Malignant, Malignant so maybe good. back it up a little bit. Maybe think inside the bun. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's just <laughs> he is just the right amount of outside that bun <laughs> in Malignant. And in the movie too. <laughs> Um, I don't want to give away what happens at the end of Malignant. Yeah, spoilers for Malignant. It's fucking buck wild. Yeah, well, no, I'm not going to say it because I want people to see it. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, we're not going to spoil like, it. Like, okay, God. like the first, it's like a 90 minute movie. Maybe a little bit longer yeah. than that. But like the first hour or so, you're like, I mean, I guess it's like kind of like a psychological thriller. You know, there's like some sort of like, you know, hooded bad guy who's like there's going around going and on. killing people. And it's like kind of a mystery. And you know, it is just, like, total, like, you know, it's pretty good because it's James Wan. It's really well directed and it, like, moves along mm-hmm. at a really good pace. You're like, I'm here for this, but it's, like, you know, kind of simple. And then, like, hour, like, or minute, like, 65, there's, like, the most insane bananas buck wild twist that you will never see coming in a million years. And holy, and it just goes completely off the rails in the best way. Oh my god, it's so good. Um, I I worry for you if you did just like walk into Malignant and guess the and twist guess the like twist. the second you sit down. You're like, oh, I know what I know what's is. gonna happen. It's so obvious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so okay, let's start wrapping it up. I'm I've got a couple ideas for review. I can do one moment. Uh, I'll do our plugs. Yeah, plug while I look. Not here. So follow us at No Nerds Pod on Twitter. I'm realizing now I don't actually have all of our handles memorized, so whoops. You can follow me at Hollaback Horse on Twitter. I post art at random times. Stay tuned for that. Follow Jackson and Jepperpack. Right? Yep. At Twitter. He does things. He sure does. He posts funny, funny words for you to look at and go, huh, it's pretty funny. I've been tweeting about the Gom Jabbar a lot. He does. He's really into the Gomja bar. And then if you go down into the description on Twitch, you can get join our Discord where we have a lot of fun. We let you know when we're doing things. Sometimes we have discussion about trailers that are coming out, avocados recently, stuff like that. It's a hell of a time trying to get more, brighten it back up, brighten it back up because it got a little quiet for a little bit, but we're yep. joining back on that. It's a hell of a time. Uh... What are we doing next week, Jackson? Uh, so next week is Dune. Dune. Is Dune week. Oh, golly, is there going to be a lot of Gomjabar talk next week? <laughs> Get ready for the Gomjabar. I just love, I think that Gomjabar, that's like the little needle that they have when he puts his hand in the box. They're like, this is the Gomjabar. Like, I just. I literally know nothing about <laughs> Dune. So. Have you not seen the trailer? That's no. like the opening. That's like the first thing that happens in the book is like 
Paul like goes into this room and they're like, this is like your test to see if you're worthy of whatever. And they're like, put your hand in this box. And he's like, what's in the box? And they're like, pain. And then it's like, it's just like the hand hurting box. <laughs> but they're like, you put your hand in here and it makes your hand hurt. Yeah. But so then they're like, Whoosh! and they've got this like needle up to his neck. He's like, this is the Gamja bar. It's the most lethal poison in the world. If you, if you flinch or move, then you'll be struck by the Gamja bar. And it's just a really great word. And it's just like the perfect, like obscure sci-fi nonsense word. And it's just really yeah, funny to me. I like what's, what's what? What's the big monster from Alice in Wonderland? Oh, the Jabberwock? It's like the Jabberwock. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Gomjabar. The Uh So anyway, I've just been saying Gomjabar a lot lately because I think it's funny. <laughs> That's uh, where Jackson's at right anyway. now. <laughs> um, so yeah, Dune next week. Oh, I'm so amped to talk about it. I have so many things to say. And um, and follow the Twitch if you're here and you're not following already. Go for it because we are oh, we're so close to affiliate right now. We're at 45 oh, followers I think I say right a billion. Now. I was like, no, we're not. <laughs> If we hit a billion, oh my god, it's so close. I can taste it. <laughs> I can taste it. We're so close. Um, but yeah, if you just follow the Twitch right now, do it. Don't think. Just go. Um, One, two, three, go. And th- I think that'll that'll do it. Uh, do you want to hear a five-star review of The Conjuring? The devil made me do it. The devil makes me want to <laughs> hear it. <laughs> uh, so this review comes from Letterbox.com. They gave it five stars. And they say, Vera Farmiga acted with her whole pussy out. She did it. <laughs> did you watch the movie? I, I tell you she did not. I can only How assume. dare you spread rumors. Only this is some kind of euphemism that just means like, she really went for it. Oh, de- oh no, definitely. But, that's like, what hey, that raising, it sounds like she was not wearing pants. And she was. I know that she was. Maybe you know what? Maybe all of the angles that she's saying is actually just really stuff, so maybe we'll never know. We didn't even know this. Maybe she was actually. Yeah. Um.